0: What's happening people and welcome everybody to our American Football Podcast in the Endzone UK. We are back and we are here to recap week 12 of the NFL season. Every day, every game week, we inch closer to the playoffs and more and more games become even more and more important each week. We'll be covering the last week of games on this podcast. As always, I'm your host Dom. And across the mic from me, the starting quarterback is back in. He has been gone, but not forgotten. It's Big Dave. How are you, Dave? How was sunny Scotland?
1: Guess who's back? Back again. Dave is back. There he Tells is. Tell some men. He loves men. He loves men. He loves <laughs> men. Yeah, back in the back in the hood. Good to go, Scotland. Nice it's a
0: shithole
1: <laughs> nah it's not Scott. it's actually really nice But did um, no, you have a good time? Feedback. did you miss yeah, us? Good. No, did you miss the podcast? <laughs> it was frustrating to be honest with you I think I barely got to see any football and there's nothing more annoying than half arse in a podcast which is basically what we were having to do because mm-hmm. the timings just weren't matching up I was having to use my airpods which sounded like I was getting roughed up Underneath a swimming pool, <laughs> while at the same time trying to do burpees, um, <laughs> there was a lot of breath. I'll, I'll say that there was a lot of breath. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's good to be back and actually on a mic. So yeah. Hopefully, people can hear me. Hopefully, people missed me. I know Cam did a good job replacing me for the for last week's episode. Indeed, last
0: week we did have Big Cam or or bit when you're back. He's he's little Cam. Um, when, when you're not here, he's big cam when, when you're around he's little cam, but he stepped in and the potty was good. I think our listeners enjoyed him on the podcast. And, uh, I reckon that before the season's out, we get him back on and we do a three-way triple threat match before the end of the season. What do you reckon?
1: I mean, I don't fancy a three-way with you and Cam.
0: <laughs> I said a triple threat match, not a three-way.
1: You definitely said a three-way first.
0: Or both, whichever.
1: But, yeah, no, we definitely need to do it. Get him involved a bit more of it,
0: yeah, nice. So, um, yeah, back to this week. and as as we normally normally gloat at the start of a podcast, this week, you took a big win in fantasy. Did you not have seen some points on our fantasy leaderboard from from yourself this week? Two hundred and fifty points this week? It's insanity.
1: Yeah, it was a big week. Duppied up, Ben by a hundred points. Oof, which that's... is good because he's a knob.
0: <laughs> it's painful that is that is painful a hundred point win is uh is not anything you can come back from but
1: uh, it didn't mean that you got the double crown did it no because my giant's drew drew your first time drew. since 1997 that is unique that's
0: what i'll have to say and a draw doesn't, doesn't help anybody, does it? Especially when you draw against a team in your own division, against the Wind Sox.
1: Basically mean they might as well not play the game.
0: Yeah, um, not good. And it, and it does mean that you can't take home the, uh, the double crown. Whereas me, this week, sitting atop of the fantasy, took a win and my Seahawks did a good job of keeping off the beat-up Rams and getting a win for themselves this week. So I, I take another double crown. This week, I'm very happy about it because that, that win meant a lot. I was getting quite passionate and I don't know why, because the, the Rams aren't good at the minute, but I just really, really wanted to win that game. And I think it was down to the fact that Jalen Ramsey was just a tool.
1: Yeah, he's a shit house. I can't stand him.
0: <laughs> um, So one triple crown and one crown and a half for you. We'll give you half for the for the draw. But week 12... I mean, Thursday feels like an age away. That Thursday night game, the Bills taking on the Patriots, feels like it was legitimately way last week. Um, but no surprise that the Bills won that one. The Patriots absolutely suck, and the Bills finished with a twenty-four to ten win. Um, Josh Allen not looking his total best, but I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna include him in this. But I am calling this episode this week the quarterback quandary, Dave. I'm calling it that because I think there's a lot of teams at the moment that are in some form of turmoil at the quarterback position, whether it's they don't know who to play, people aren't playing well. Um, certainly not lumping Josh Allen in there with with those types of teams because he's, he's, uh, he's obviously playing very well this season, but he's having a bit of a rough patch. Um, but I certainly think from a quarterback quandary perspective, you've got the likes of the Broncos, Russell Wilson is having an absolute shitter. Up until recently, you've had the Packers, Aaron Rodgers playing awful. Matt Ryan needs to retire. You've got the Panthers cutting, you know, starting quarterbacks, moving back to, to reserve quarterbacks. You've got the Rams who are, are, are having to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Some new news from the, the 49ers, which is going to put them in trouble. There's so many teams at the minute that are having quarterback issues, and it's the most important position on a team most important way to win games. And um yeah, I think there's I think there's a lot to talk
1: about there. It's gonna be interesting to see what unfolds, especially with the 49ers situation. But mm. they are not picking up Baker Mayfield. That is what I do know.
0: That is good. That is good. You did say that. I thought they might just because I feel like he's he's a potential better option than than what they've got. But um we'll get to to the reasons why they might be picking up or are picking up an alternate quarterback in a moment. As usual this week, listeners, we will be bringing you some news. We will be bringing back our famous slap or sign segment. We'll recap some of the big games, and then me and Dave are going to do a follow-up to one of our previous week's sessions, which is Old Goats versus Young Guns, where Dave will field a team of offensive players that are 30 and over, and I'll field a defence of players 24 and under, as we both did the opposite a couple of weeks ago. I think Dave won that one. I'm gonna try and try and get the win this week. Um but gloomy news to start the week. The injuries that plague the NFL every season, uh, they 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 bring us straight back to the title of this episode, quarterback quandary. And that number one story has got to be Jimmy G. Garoppolo for the San Francisco 49ers. He's out for the remainder of the season with a broken foot. What's happening there, Dave? What does that do?
1: um, they still got the wind at the over the Dolphins this week, but it's it's a bad one for them. a broken foot for him out for the rest of the season. He needs operating on as well throws a lot of a lot of i't say doubts, but where do they go from here because I'm assuming they were thinking about bringing him back for next season because he's been playing well they've been winning mm. Probably the only, I would say, the only legitimate threat in the NFC to the Eagles, Mm. maybe the Cowboys as well. But it is going to be interesting. Yeah, it will be for sure. I think
0: Jimmy G was just showing what he's capable of this season. I think it was the first time since their Super Bowl year that he's been able to be, I mean, he had to be to be given the start and there was no looking back because Trey Lance had snapped his leg in half. Um, I think that was a good position for Jimmy G to be in, to just say, right, look, come and play the game that you, know, that you believe you can play. There was almost no pressure. There was almost all the pressure and no pressure because there was no threat of if you play badly, you're going to get benched because they've got nobody else. Um, but then there was also the whole, let's see what Jimmy G can actually do. Um, and he's, he's very good. You know, he's, um, he, he's, he's showing this year that he's very good. And I think that is a, is a massive blow for the 49ers because as you say, they're probably, I think they've got the best team in the NFL, uh, in the NFC, at least. I know the Eagles have got the better record, but I think talent for actual talent, I think they've probably got the best team in the, in the NFL um, or AFC, or NFC, sorry. And um, and with him not there, I think they're going to get less from those talented players. You've got to be able to get the ball to the likes of Debo, to the likes of Christian McCaffrey, to George Kittle. And if you can't get that ball out or safely, that's the thing with Jimmy G. He's safe. He's just a safe pair of hands and just let let the other players play. This season, again, he's led the league in yards after catch because he just throws the ball and the players do what they need to. He picks the right. He picks the right read every time.
1: Yeah, I mean the the lad they brought in. I can't remember his name, but he he got the job done against the Dolphins,
0: which is not um, easy.
1: No, but I think. Well, we'll just see what he can do going down the stretch. Because I reckon they're going to have to roll with him, especially if they're not going to bring anybody in. Yeah, for
0: sure. We'll definitely see what happens. But it's um, it def it definitely doesn't help them towards an NFC championship as Jimmy G would have done. So I think the opportunity there, as you said, is for the Eagles to really storm ahead and take it, or maybe maybe the Cowboys become second in the division. Um, we'll see what happens. But also another quarterback quandary in the NFC, in the same division, the Rams, the Super Bowl champs, the reigning Super Bowl holders, Matt Stafford has been ruled out for the remainder of the season. He's out as well. His game is
1: over. I mean, they weren't doing anything anyway, were they? They were having no. a even with him there, basically the exact same team, less Odell Beckham, but plus Alan Robinson and Bobby Wagner, somehow <laughs> they've got worse. So how no, has no, that happened? No idea. Seriously, like
0: what on what on earth do you think has happened in the Rams? Locker room, or how wh- wh- how have they gone from a Super Bowl winning team to the worst team in the nf in, in the NFC, or one no, of the worst I, teams?
1: No idea. It just it seems like all the teams have flipped. The teams that were good last year are awful. Yeah, the teams that are awful last year are now pretty good. <laughs> don't understand in the, right. N- in the NFC, especially not so much the AFC. The AFC is kind of is what it is, but the NFC. Just seems to be completely changed over.
0: Mm.
1: Bucks, yeah, Packers, Rams, all hot garbage. Hot and garbage. Then, yeah, the Eagles. Cavs, and how good? Well, <laughs> the NFC. Yeah, the NFC yeah. seems to be unbelievable. Giants, Seahawks. Yeah, the teams Seahawks. that people weren't expecting mm. are actually killing it. Yeah.
0: No, it's uh, it's an interesting one for sure. Definitely um, one to keep an eye on this uh, this this gloomy injury news. There was a, there's a few bits and pieces uh, elsewhere in the league. Lamar Jackson, another quarterback that's had injury issues over the last couple of years, went out at the start of the game for the Ravens. Um, he's been ruled out of this week and potentially the next two. Apparently, what he's dealing with is a is is generally a one to three week injury. It's like a. Uh, knee sprain or something um there's a lot of teams that are are really kind of suffering and when you lose a quarterback at that at this level around this time of the year when every game counts towards playoffs it's it it can totally disrupt the way that you enter the playoffs because then you're just not you're not firing on all cylinders and it's about it's about staying healthy so it's one to watch for sure and one to keep an eye on um I think that was most of the, the 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 injuries and and the the main headlines against the teams heading into next week. I'm sure we'll see some more. I'm kind of just waiting for Odell Beckham to make his decision on where he's going to go because he's been out long enough. I'm um, I'm looking forward to to that. I mean, that's a bit of um, that's a bit of news that's got to break in the next two weeks. Surely he's going to decide. He's visited the Giants. He's visited the. The Bills and the Cowboys. Where do you think he's going, Dave? Do you think he's think he's coming home? Like like the England
1: football team? I mean, I was saying it when I think I think I like Odell Beckham. But I think if he signed for the Cowboys, I'd have to hate him. <laughs> I've just saw yeah. I've just literally reading on Twitter now that not only the Seahawks signed Wayne Goldman to the practice squad. Oh really? Yeah. He's not a bad running back. He was at the Giants for a while. Hmm. That the Cowboys are, are concerned after OBJ's physical that he's not recovered as well as what they thought he would have from an ACL. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if he's going to the Cowboys, he's going
0: there to be their... Is he going there to be their number two? Do you reckon? Yeah? Yeah. Because if he's going to the Bills, he's going there to be their number two or three. If he's going to the if he's going to the Giants, he's probably going there to be number one. I yeah, guess it's I, know, yeah. I guess it's what kind of pressure you want to put on Odell Beckham or he wants to put on himself. If he thinks he's ready to go and thinks the injury is not an issue, I guess he's gonna he's gonna go to the place where he's gonna get most action, most money, and the most likely chance to win a few playoff games. But I wouldn't like to see him at the Cowboys. I think it makes sense for the Cowboys, but I wouldn't like to see it. Um. No, I don't want to see him there. No, definitely don't. I don't want. I don't want any positive news for the Cowboys ever. To be honest, fucking hate him. So we'll see where he lands, and we'll certainly probably be talking about it on the next week's podcast, if not the week after, because the guy's got to make some kind of mind up. Um, but with that, we'll now move on to the players that have been playing, that that played last week, and they may have played well, or they may have played awfully, and it's a fan favorite. Your hands must be well rested, Dave, after two weeks off. So let's get them prime and ready for the best of connections.
1: You feeling good? Feeling good. That's all I've been doing. I've been lubing them up, <laughs> shaving down the calluses, Oof. then hitting some iron to re-harden the calluses. <laughs> Self-care. <laughs> Love That's that. again. Absolutely nice. firing all cylinders. Okay. We'll go into it. It's slap
0: or sign. So, Dave, in the NFC, I want you to fire on all cylinders, as you said, and hit me with a slap straight up. Let's not mess around. Slap your NFC man or woman.
1: This week, I am slapping Alvin Kamara. Mm. The guy has been but average this whole season. Mm. Is there maybe one or two games where he's, I don't want to say he's played well, but he's just he's just not doing what I expect Alvin Kamara to do. Um, and it's a shame because he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. Mm. And he's just not, he got, I think, 12 touches last night. In the loss to the um, books,
0: yeah, well, we watched it this morning. I mean, he did nothing to excite me whatsoever in a game that that the Saints could have could have ran away with and could have won quite con- quite convincingly uh, if they'd have just, even if they'd have just handed the ball to Kamara every time in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is what he did. Had, he twelve, twelve 12 rushing attempts for 26 yards. That's 2.2 yards a carry. Uh, that's not good. He did He did have 11 re- uh, receiving yards. Oh, big money. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> big money. But, I mean, Mark Ingram had seven carries for 27 yards. I just don't know what they're doing. Hmm. The Saints suck at the minute and
0: the 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 harsh truth is that they had an opportunity to beat the Bucks this week and it came down to the last three minutes in the fourth quarter or the last five minutes in the fourth quarter. They just could not stop Tom Brady and there's no shame in that because many teams have not been able to in the past, but there were so many things that the Saints could have done differently to win that game and they did none of them and yeah kamara was was one of the big downfalls for him in that game. He just couldn't get anything going, and you've got to be able to at least get some positive yardage against the books in the fourth quarter to win that. so totally totally appreciate the slap on Kamara and it's probably not just for this week. You know he's had a very a, a very, very average season uh you you would not put him in your top ten quarterbacks this year at all, not even close probably probably struggled to make the top
1: twenty five. <laughs> Well, I certainly wouldn't put him in my quarterbacks, but no. with the running backs, maybe. Oh, did I say quarterback? <laughs> I Oops. Think
0: so. It's getting late, guys. It's getting late. Um, okay, so you've slapped Alvin Kamara. Let's move on to your sign. Who are you signing from the NFC?
1: Now, this, I could have signed a few players, and I'll probably surprise you with who I'm signing, but mm. I'm signing Tom Brady. <laughs> what? Yes, I know. He was god awful for 56 minutes Mm. of a football game. However, what matters is winning. It's true. And with four minutes to go, he was down two scores. And in 14 minutes, he led his team, uh, in four minutes, sorry, he led his team to two touchdowns and the win. And the win, and this mm. was the first time in his career that, well, twice in his career, he's he's overcome a 13-point deficit in, in the, the fourth, fourth quarter, quarter yeah. one being the Super Bowl against the Falcons mm. and the other being last night. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, I can cannot argue with a sign because
0: it's Tom Brady, he is the GOAT. Um he he did have a bad game up until that point. He he looked he looked pretty shit and didn't look happy with his entire team. You could see he was roasting Ponters. He was roasting his offensive line. He gets animated. At least he's still got the fire to win, um, especially considering he's given his life up for football. Um, but yeah, you are, you are right in in the fact that he he has just done the Tom Brady thing and gone do you know what I'll switch it on and it, in the press conference he said I think he said something like that's just how we drew it up which was cheeky of him and um, I, th- I quite like that I guess but good sign for Tom Brady I think if, you, if you're taking him because he's, he's got the W but oh, they've got a long way to go if they think they're winning anything with a performance that they put in on that on the uh, last night yeah couldn't agree more <laughs> cool okay AFC, let's go over to that division, that conference, and please give me your sign in the AFC.
1: So my sign, I'm signing a kicker. A kicker? I'm signing Brandon McManus, who is the kicker for the Denver Broncos. (laughs) And there is a reason for this.
0: One positive thing about
1: the Denver Broncos, and it's their kicker. So, McManus, so the Broncos, (laughs) up to this point, have scored 129 points. This year? This year. Right. McManus has scored 59 of those. Uh, More
0: than nearly half.
1: 45.7% of all the Broncos' points I've come from his right foot.
0: Which just shows
1: you how pathetic the Broncos are. Mm. But I'm sick of slapping the Broncos. (laughs) So rather than slap them, I will sign the one bright spot they have. They have an actual all right kicker.
0: I like that. You've you've totally just spun it on its head, found a silver lining amongst an absolute cow pat turd on the floor and gone, we'll take your kicker because you're not worth the damn. Yeah, that's fair play um, he, we, we were watching it together right and we did say that Jesus this but Manis is just he's a good kicker like he's a genuine good kicker in such a bad situation and he's been I don't want to say bailing the Broncos out because they've not been bailed out but he's been making the Broncos look remotely competitive because as you said without his right foot 45% of their points wouldn't even be on the board right now no and it's still pathetic. So, yeah, I like that because I I considered some form of slap against Russ or the Broncos or the coaching staff. but we've done it so many times, which I think is that speaks for itself even more. So I love that. I love the the sign on this side, Dave, because I think that just it's it's like so much pity
1: for the Broncos. <laughs> it's a pathetic, pathetic yeah. organization. It's Christmas though, isn't it? So I've got to give yeah. them a got to give find some kind of joy. We've been the piss poor franchise. It's the season of giving.
0: Um, okay, and speaking of which, then in the season of giving, who are you giving a slap in the AFC?
1: I'm giving a slap to Matty tepid Watter. <laughs> yeah. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew Ryan, Matt Ryan. Yeah. He's getting it. Not only did his team. Get absolutely dumped on. They were he was terrible. Fifty-four points to nineteen. Matt Ryan, three interceptions. He probably <sighs> fumbled the ball as well, but I've not got that particular stat in front of me. He he lost a fumble as well in that game. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what can you even what can you even say about that? The guy, is hot garbage. Yeah, he's terrible. Just a real, 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 real stinky poo when it comes to being a a real bad quarterback, I suppose. No, absolutely. And I'm going to jump on the back of this one because,
0: as luck would have it, Matt Ryan is also my slap in the AFC. So <laughs> um, I think it was undoubtable, especially if you watch the game. Um, if you watch the game as... as uh, as we did over the weekend, it was just so obvious that he looked awful. Um, so, yeah, he, he threw three interceptions. He lost a fumble. So there's four turnovers from one individual. Uh, he tried to scramble for um, for three rushes and ended up with minus two yards. He, he averaged 0, minus 0.7 yards a carry. Um, he went backwards. His passer rating was 59. Just shit. He got sacked three times, each for ten yards. So he was negative thirty off three. The guy couldn't do much worse in a game. He threw that game away, no matter what. Like the the Cowboys were winning either way, but they scored thirty three points in the fourth quarter. Thirty three. That's how. That's more. The most teams score in a, a whole game. More than most. And. If this was not a sign for Matt Ryan to retire, Matty Ice has become absolutely tepid. It's it's awful.
1: So woefully bad.
0: So, no arguments from me. I I second that with my sign. And um, that's all of yours then, is it,
1: Dave? That's That's me done. That's all we got. Absolute Romeo done. Love that. Cool. So moving across the house, (laughs) give me your NFC sign. My NFC sign this week? In fact, stop. No. We've done your (gasps) AFC slap. So let's do your AFC sign. Okay. Get that neatly tied up in a bow. Will do. So, Matt Ryan is my slap.
0: My sign in the AFC goes to a man who has been doing this for as long as he's been in the league. I'm signing Devontae Adams. (laughs) Devontae Adams this week was on another level. Absolute another level. He, He plays the game just 120% ahead of anybody else he's the best receiver undoubtedly in the nfl again if you were watching it this weekend or even if you weren't just watch week 12 Devonte adams highlights get on youtube bang them on because he dominated and he finds it so easy to dominate but he had 177 yards and i know you'll know this dave because he's in your fantasy team and what a pick that was but he had 177 yards off eight receptions, two touchdowns. And not only that, but it was just what he was doing on the pitch. Like his route running is insanity. The way he can catch is unbelievable. It's like it's like he's legitimately, you know, when you at the beach when you've got those like Velcro pads that are attached to that Velcro ball, and you just can whip it and you just stick your hand up and the ball just sticks. Doesn't matter where. It could be hanging on by the the threadiest of threads. But it still sticks to your pad. I'm, I'm sure that that's what Devonte Adams' hands are made of. It's nuts.
1: Yeah, I mean the the guy heats up quicker than the junkies spooned on it. He's he just <laughs> he can just the ball comes from anywhere and he just catches it. He's unbelievable. Like I say, yeah, he's he's in my fantasy team and we he had a slow start to the season, but he's absolutely caught fire and he's just good to go now, doing everything, yeah. everything he can do to help yet another poverty franchise do bits. hmm Yeah.
0: He's um, he's a special player. Special player, and I bet every week Aaron Rodgers looks at him and just pines after the the Devontae Adams. I bet every quarterback watches it and goes, fucking hell, I wish I
1: had him in my team. Yeah, well, I wish he was a giant. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm signing noise okay let's move over to the nfc and can you give me your slap i can i can i can i can
0: this brings me so much satisfaction actually and i'm slapping jalen ramsey from the rams who have just played the seahawks jalen ramsey gives it the biggest of big guns constantly in every game, every press conference, every training. He's just, he never shuts up. His mouth never stops. He runs his mouth more than I think any other, certainly any other DB in the NFL. Nobody gives it as Barry as he does. And I love it when he gives it the big gun and gets absolutely torched. I love it. He got torched by Travis Kelce the other week who put him in a spin cycle. And this week DK Metcalf put him in his pocket. He owned him. He was his daddy, whatever you want to call it, zaddy. And I love it. I just love to see it because when you see players that are so cocky and arrogant like Jaden Ramsey get owned and not back it up, it's amazing. So he gave up the game losing touchdown whilst manning up DK Metcalf in this game against the Seahawks. They had a they had a, a tets throughout the game where DK moved across the other side of the pitch on a on a motion wide receiver motion and beckoned Jalen Ramsey to come and follow him and obviously they were in zone coverage and not man coverage so he couldn't move across but it was just funny to watch and you know a lot of people don't like DK I know Cam is not a fan uh Camo Lil Camo who was on the podcast last week he's not a fan of DK he thinks that he's a, a jacked up Dennis Rodman but I if they play on your team, you've got to love them, haven't you? It's like Richard Sherman was an absolute douche. Everybody hated him in the league. But when he's playing on your team and he's a good player, you've got to love him. And I just love the fact that he was taunting out Ramsey this week and he and he ended up catching the game winner on top of him like a ball-grown man.
1: Yeah, I can't stand Jalen Ramsey. To be honest with you, I don't like either of them. However, Jalen Ramsey is one of the biggest douchebags going. Who do you hate more, DK or Ramsey? Ramsey, but he yeah. um, I do hate <laughs> Ramsey more. Good. But DK. DK looks like a bit of a prima donna. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think he can be a bit of a moody bitch as well at times, but but Jalen Ramsey's way worse. Way worse. He's in my top f- three hated most like most hated players in the league. Top mm. three. Hundred percent. Love that. Um and he's I, I'm so happy that they lost. Not only because Bobby Wagner was giving it Barry big balls as well. Mm. Um, it's just nice to see. It's nice to see Jalen Ramsey getting shit on. Mm. I think it's happened quite a few times now. I don't understand. I don't understand the hype of him. He's obviously good at his job, but I don't think he's. He's not. He's never been on Stefan Stefan Gilmore's level. Do you know what I mean? He's never been that kind of corner. No. Where he takes people completely out of the game. Mm-hmm. It's been games where he's been absolutely dominated. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm more, than, more than willing to endorse this slap. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciated. Sweet. So, on to your NFC sign. My final
0: sign. I'm not sure I've ever done this one before, Dave. I could be wrong. I could look back on the the chronicles that that are the in the End Zone UK podcast, and maybe maybe one of us has done this. But I know that I have slated this man for as long as I could, and as long as I can remember. But I, I I'm 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 not turning a corner. I'm not liking the guy, but I'm certainly turning the corner into saying I accept that he is good. And I'm signing Jalen Hurts from the Eagles. Quarterback. He he had 380 yards through the air, three touchdowns. He is winning games, and if we are talking about that, and we do say on the podcast, it's about the dub. It's about getting the win. He was clean, no interceptions. He had a cute. Uh, he had a. What about rating of one hundred and thirty point three what what more do you want from him? He also had a rushing touchdown for for God's sake. <laughs> he had so he had four touchdowns, all purpose, three through the air, one on the ground. And albeit he did only run for twelve yards in that game. he didn't need to use his legs because his arm was doing the business. but he still ran one in, you know, he still. Still got fourth downs. He was still tossing it to AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. And that was my issue. And still not, well, not isn't still anymore, but it was my issue last year for sure. And certainly for the start of this year was, I was just like, is this guy going to stop running for his life and actually become a quarterback? And he it's exact, it's exactly what he's done. It's literally exactly what he's done. He's been throwing touchdowns, not to the level of Mahomes, not to the level of, you know, Brady's and things like that, but, He's throwing touchdowns and he's get, and he's scoring them on the ground. If he was your quarterback, you would be doing something furious in bed at night, sleeping <laughs> after or before that. Um, ah, reading <laughs> exactly. You'd be reading all about Jalen Hurts. He he's just he's just quite he's just good. He's just good, and the and the Eagles uh, have lost one game all year. They're eleven and one. So I've got to give it to him. Eventually, finally, I'm giving him some kudos on this podcast. And I, 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 I'm at that point where I think he deserves it.
1: Yeah, it pains me more than anything. Because the two teams I hate the most, the Cowboys and the Eagles. And the Eagles are really, really good. And I have an even bigger issue with the fact that we've still got to play them twice. First time being this Sunday, so I doubt I'm going to be in a good mood when the podcast rolls around next time. <laughs> yeah, because I've got a feeling the Giants are going to get shut all over, and that Dick's going to have about 380 yards again, and probably four touchdowns.
0: Mm. It's very possible, and yeah, it's it's kind of a credit where credit's due, uh, sign. For me. And I don't want to see him go all the way. I don't want to see him raising uh, you know, Super Bowl trophy, but I do think it's possible at this point, and I would not have said that at the start of this year. No. I Helps hate. when you throw into an AJ Brown as well, because that guy is like fucking Megatron.
1: Yeah, he's unbelievable. And Devontae Smith's no slouch either. Mm.
0: So he's got a lot of support, but Fair play to whoever put this Eagles team together because they've built something that is nearly unstoppable. Yeah. And that's it. With that sign, it's slap or sign is over. And we'll go into speed recap of the games last week. So we've already spoken about the Bills and Patriots. The Bills dominated the Patriots 24-10. to Josh Allen had an average day in Josh Allen's books, but it was still plenty enough to dispatch the Patriots, who looked awful, couldn't do anything in the running game. Bills shut them down. I think to me, actually, Dave, in recent weeks, and probably since maybe maybe take away the first two games of the season, I think the Bills' defence is actually better than their offence.
1: Yeah. That's
0: that's my opinion, but I think they yeah, are. They're,
1: they're only getting
0: players back as well, so... Mm. So big win for the bills and head head into next week with uh, with with a good record <coughs> record everything to play for in the afc they're 9 and 3 now the patriots dropped to 6 and 6 they're a nothing franchise at the minute speaking of nothing franchises they were playing each other this week the steelers and the falcons both irrelevant franchises irrelevant franchise irrelevant game this finished 19 to the steelers 16 to the falcons both teams have got five wins five 5 wins 8 and 7 losses there was nothing in this game that was that was worth talking about the Steelers defense is is what it is it's it stops things for the majority but doesn't ever shut things down the Falcons crept back nearly won but there both of these teams are in a quarterback quandary whether it be waiting for somebody to develop or waiting for some New face because the Steelers, Kenny Pickett's not great, and um, I think Marcus Mariota is even worse. Um, the next game was a disappointment for me. I uh, I didn't want this to happen, but our rookie uh, or second string quarterback Ham would have been very happy about it, and that is the Packers playing the Bears, and they won nineteen. Uh, sorry, they won twenty-eight to nineteen. The Packers and moved to five and eight, and the Bears fell to three and ten. That was a weird one, Dave. wasn't it because it looked it looked like the Bears had this one wrapped up early, and then it unfolded differently.
1: Yeah, I nearly, very nearly snapped uh, slapped Justin Fields to be honest, because when the game's actually on the line and you need somebody to drive down the field and get your touchdown, he's failed like seven times this season. Mm-hmm. He's throwing interceptions after interception after interception. Mm. Uh, and it cost them. And I was saying to Cam earlier on the phone that Watson's turned into this, Christian Watson's turned into this unbelievable receiver. Mm. Yeah. Which is good for them, but.
0: Yeah, it's very good for the Packers, and... not
1: good for me mocking them every week. So.
0: <laughs> no, no. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has taken a fair few slaps this week, offers uh, this this year offers both, and he's he's seemingly turned it around. But like you say, as just if it, like to beat Aaron Rodgers, you just got to not put the ball in his hand. Basically, is the is the simple answer. Is keep the ball out of his hands, and he can't do a lot um, because he's going to have these up and down games. And then he's have, he's going to have games like this one where it's like Brady, you know, they can go into that mode where they just switch it on 18 points in the fourth quarter to, to get the win. It's, it's all that needed to happen. And Christian Watson's looking good. He's, he's certainly moved himself into the, uh, the offensive rookie of the year conversation, at least not sure he's quite there yet, but if he, if he continues the rest of the season, how he is now, he'll, he'll win it hands down. Um, and the bears just, just can't, they can't finish, can't finish. Justin Fields has still got a lot to learn. And, um, yeah, the the Packers now are contesting maybe for the playoffs if they uh, if they can pull a finger out, but it's going to be a tough ask. Um, the next game was the Jaguars, nearly went Giants there, but no. The next game was the Jaguars or Jaguars from Jacksonville, and they got pumped by the lowly lions or the not so lowly lions now they're certainly not as lowly as the jags with that win they've gone to 5 and 7 the jags 4 to 4 and 8 jared goff had a day 340 yards two tuddies. Equinamius st brown or no amon amon ross st brown with 114 and two touchdowns cam signed him last week dave uh and he's done the done the business again
1: yeah the I tell you what the Lions either put up 40 points or they get 40 points upon them. They've scored <laughs> yeah. some points this year, they have.
0: They have. Mm. It um, it just needs to click for them, doesn't it, on both sides of the ball. And if it, if it clicks on both sides at the same time, they could actually be a half-decent football team. Maybe they're only a few pieces away and they need to get rid of that Buzz Lightyear crying head coach and they might
1: be all right. But, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd still rather shit in my hands and clap than be a Lions fan. <laughs> Same. Um, and the Jaguars did what the Jaguars do, jagged it up, as
0: Dave would say, and lost another one. Trevor Lawrence looked like he had a nasty injury, but it looks like he's he's okay. So good for him because he's having a good. Well, he's having an okay season, much better than last year. But they're still four and eight. It's not a good look. The um, the Vikings, who have only lost two games this year, went into. Uh, or no, the Jets went into the Vikings house and nearly upset them, nearly. It was far too close than it needed to be if you're a Vikings fan that are hoping to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Mike White, the unknown quarterback for the Jets, threw 370 yards on the Vikings. Um, But they are a good enough team, good enough team to get the job done. They beat the Jets 27-22. And went to ten and two, and the Jets fell to seven and five. Still, a great result for the Jets at seven and five at this point in time. In this this point in the season, far outplayed themselves. But um, the Vikings are unconvincingly atop of or near the top of the NFC at the moment. And with every week, I get slightly less convinced. The only person that's convincing me in the Vikings world is Justin Jeff- Jefferson because I think he's a fucking robot. I don't think he's human.
1: No, he's unbelievable. I think. Kirk Cousins is probably ultimately going to turn out to be what Kirk Cousins is, which is point three above being average. Yeah. It's like fifty point zero three yeah. out of a hundred. Um, but they—I don't know—they're they're obviously they're, do, they're doing what they need to do to get wins. And I suppose ultimately, all that matters is getting the win at the end of the day. But. It was very, very close. Came to a fourth down, basically goal line stand on it. Or didn't know if it was for an inception today. Yeah, yeah. You got picked off in the end zone or whatever, but too yeah. far, too close. Far too close. If that's against the Eagles, do you know what I mean? They're not going to...
0: You're not going to can... scrape
1: that one, are they? You're not going to get away with that, no. No. So, lucky one for the Vikings,
0: unlucky one for the Jets, but still both teams doing well in their in their divisions. Uh, the Eagles battered the Titans. We kind of spoke about it when talking about Jalen Hurts, 380 yards, three touchdowns. AJ Brown went for 120 and two against his old team. He said he circles this one in his calendar. Does AJ Brown wanted to put the the lay the, layeth the smacketh down on the Titans candy ass? And that's exactly what they did. Titans only scored ten points. The Eagle put up 35. Titans have looked like a, a relatively difficult team to beat this year. They've played all teams close. Uh, i mean they lost to the giants earlier in the year didn't they dave they did week 1 yeah and uh, and they've lost a few now cuz they're 7 and 5 but they've played close games they've you know they played the chiefs and they've played the the uh the bills but the eagles did what they needed to do beat the titans put the titans knocked them down a peg in the nf in the afc and the eagles fly into the top of the nfc 11 and 1 and they're going to be a very tough team to beat and you've got to play them this week so we will see what happens there
1: um i think we know what's going to happen there
0: <laughs> you never know though dave your team your giants are playing every team close and we'll we'll talk about how close they're playing teams in a minute but i think the giants have got every at ta- every chance against the eagles I, I don't know if they'll win i don't think they will but i think they've got more of a chance than the titans have personally so let's see what happens but the titans got destroyed um this next game was absolutely awful from The one minute and 50 that Lamar Jackson got injured onwards, it was just garbage. Utter quarterback quandary. Um, The Ravens played the Broncos. The Broncos, bear in mind in this game, Dave, did not even get into the red zone once. Whole game.
1: I mean, I believe it because they are what is commonly known in the trade as shit.
0: (laughs) yeah that they are they scored 9 points in this game all off the foot of your man that you signed earlier on and the ravens only scored 10 literally one by a point both teams awful russell wilson 17 of 22 for 189 yards no touchdowns um did he have an interception let's see if he, he must have had he must have had oh no 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 interception for russ just a just a very shit game. Um, yeah, there was nothing nothing of note. Both teams are awful. We move on from that one. There's no point in talking about it. Broncos are, are awful, and that's amazing for me. This next one was an interesting one. Browns, Texans, return of the fiddler, return of the handsy man himself, Deshaun Watson, to play against his old team as a Brown. And how did he
1: fare... He was shit. That's the common word of today. <laughs> yeah. Shit's. I'll apologise, Melissa's My vocabulary is not extensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he, he went great. Yeah. He, threw, he threw a pick in, threw a stinky, stinky pick in the end zone, and then essentially, for some reason, the Browns finished with loads of points. But I feel like he didn't do anything. Like they got a a. a, a Punt return for a touchdown, which started the ball rolling, um and then I can't even remember who scored the rest of them. But
0: there are two other defensive touchdowns, one by um Ward, I think. Oh yeah, back. yeah,
1: they did. Yeah, where he, he did the QB sneak and then just
0: <laughs> yeah fumbled it. The ball literally rolled past his foot like a fucking, like it was a a five pound note blowing in the wind, and he looked at it and just went, oh, oh. Oh, there's the ball. Picked it that's, up and that's right, yeah, did, waltzed yeah. into the end zone. So with the Browns scoring 27 points, you would assume something happened, right, on offense. Absolutely nothing. Deshaun Watson had 131 yards. That's it. He had a passer rating of 53.4. He threw one interception and was sacked once. His QBR was 28.5. Absolutely awful and i was so happy to see it i was playing against him in fantasy which was amazing i was just thinking how there's no way this guy's coming back and and owning anybody after being you know spending the last two years being massaged in all the wrong places but no browns the the only the only way the browns were winning this game was because they were playing the texans simple as that Simple as that. If they'd have played anybody else in the NFL, I reckon they'd have lost this week. And that is because the Texans are so bad, utterly, utterly so bad, so bad, so bad. One and ten and one is their is their result, and they are so bad. Can't say enough. Evidently,
1: they find one, a way to lose. <laughs> what they want? One ten and one.
0: <laughs> one ten and one. And when you oh, watch them, so they just well. look fucking. Or they're like just the gammiest of legs. Rotten. So was I'd have liked to see Deshaun Watson lose, but I like to think that he didn't help them win. So there's that. Oh, there's a lot of games here. So the Dolphins, they lost to the 49ers, to the Jimmy G less 49ers, 33 to 17. Dolphins made a game of it. Tua got injured a little bit. Tyreek Hill still had 146 yards and a touchdown. But the Niners' defence does what it needs to do, keeps the high-scoring Dolphins' offence to 17 points, and that was only 10 points up until the fourth quarter. The Niners just have got such an amazing team that they can clearly even pug, plug in a, a rookie quarterback and he can just do what he needs to to get the job done. They're still going to be a problem, but I think that when teams have got the opportunity to to sort of scout against this new quarterback, they'll be able to bring pressure, bring pressure, bring, Confusing defenses and and mess him up a little bit. The Chiefs, the Chiefs, they lost this week nine and three. Bengals eight and four. Bengals beat him twenty seven to twenty four. They kept Mahomes off the pitch. That's how you beat them. That's how you beat the Chiefs. Didn't give him the opportunity to get back on the pitch for one last hurrah and get get the uh, the game won. Joey B, Joe Shiefty, Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, he did what was needed to be done and he just kept the ball in the hands of the Bengals, made a clutch final first down and um, the Bengals are the Chiefs bogey team. They've shown it in the last three meetings. They've won every time. Yeah, it was it was kind of the
1: game of, I think it was the game of the,
0: the week. Might have been the game of the week. I think going into it, it was the game of the week and then watching it, yeah, could have been the game of the week, yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like if they could have the, if they could have the some of the fourth downs back that they had, they probably should have gone for it. Mm-hmm. On a couple of them, there was ones where Mahomes was hurrying the team up to the, up to the line, and then the um, kicking team, the, the punter came on. Yeah, it was just. It, I just feel like they they played a little bit passive. Mm-hmm um for what for what maybe they should have done but tis what it is. It, it is ultimately they're going to make the playoffs and i think that's where that's where they'll um they'll get them back if they, if they if they face them again but the afc man mm. that is a naughty naughty side it is it's a naughty place to be um the Chargers played
0: the Raiders. We've spoke about this with Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs had a day as well. 144 on the ground. He has had a couple of weeks playing against the Seahawks and the Chargers, but the Raiders won. They've gone to five and seven. 27 to the Raiders. 20 to the Chargers. Chargers look bob average. Nothing about them looks looks like it's uh, it's playoff bound. Nothing about them looks like if they did get to the playoffs would be worthwhile. So. Uh, and these are two nothing teams in the AFC when you start talking about the Chiefs, the Bengals, the uh, the Bills, etc. So they just need to go away. Uh, the Monday night game was the Cowboys-Colts, as we've spoken about. Matty Ryan getting the slaps. Cowboys beating them 54-19. to I think... Not only does that say about Matt Ryan being awful, but I think you have to—you just have to give some credit to the Cowboys' defense. They're doing it every week. They—I don't know how they only had. I think they had forty points in fantasy in our fantasy league, or thirty-five or something. I don't know how because it seemed like every every takeaway was a touchdown. It was absolutely mental.
1: Yeah, they absolutely shunked all over (laughs) them. Trying to use the word shit, but dumped. Turded, yeah. Dropped Dunked. a bomb. Dropped the kids off. Feces. The Colts had a shit with their pants on. That's <laughs> how I would, I would so that's how I'd describe the way they were playing football. <laughs> Can I elaborate? I reckon they, they had a
0: shit with their pants on and then gone on a trampoline. Yeah. That'd be messy. It would. would. And it was. 54 to 19. Cowboys go to 9 and 3. Colts go to 4 8 and 1. Last night's game. Again, Buccaneers beat the Saints by a point. Tom Brady, Clutch Brady, Goat Brady doing what he needs to do. Kamara was a non-factor. Most players in this game were actually a non-factor until the last two minutes, and and there we have it. And thus we have it, Dave, and we we roll into our games. The Washington Commanders, a.k.a. Sox, playing the New York Football Giants.
1: Take it away yeah a little bit disappointed with this one um especially as we had the lead we we were up 2013 and i just think we played a bit too passive and gave them the opportunity to to get back into it um i feel like we should have taken a long field goal at the end of the fourth quarter but we didn't take it we basically played for overtime Mm. which essentially resulted in us. Go like getting the ball back and then trying to hit a walk off fifty eight yarder, I think it was, or something like that, maybe a sixty yarder and Gano's leg, he just he didn't have it. The ball bounced in the end zone. Yeah. But it was just It was on the money. Yeah, yeah. It was always well, straight down the middle, I think, but it was just mm-hmm. it just didn't have the legs and it was almost as though we were playing just a bit too passive. Um Daniel Jones had two hundred yards, he was twenty five of thirty-one, two hundred yards and a touchdown. Uh, and he also ran for 71 yards. So he essentially did pretty much what we needed him to do. Barkley, 63 yards. He's been a little bit off Barkley as recently. And yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's, I think they're just stacking the box. We need to take more advantage of passing the ball. Hmm. There is Slayton at, at 90 yards. Um, Yeah, just I don't know. It just seemed like we were playing very passive. We just need we need something more in the passing game than I think we're getting at the minute. <laughs> Odell um, Beckham Jr. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's going to make a difference, and he yeah. I can see. Essentially, I'm going to try not to get too disheartened about it because we're still we've still got a good record.
0: Yeah, seven, four, and one, and a, a draw is better than a loss. There's no two ways about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah,
1: and and ultimately this year was never going to be. He was never meant to be like this. We yeah. weren't meant to be in the position we're in, where we're in the playoffs at the minute. Um, and there's, there's definitely beatable teams. We play the mm. Eagles, then we play the Wind Sox again, mm. and then I think our last games are like the Colts and the Eagles. Right. So our remain in four games. I think it is. You could win two, maybe three. I mean, I don't. Th- I don't think we're going to beat the Eagles, but I think. Mm. What does that rec? Is it four games left? I think Eight, so. 12. Maybe five games. Hmm. Um, but I think ultimately... So what games we've got left? Oh, we've got the Vikings as well. So we've got the Eagles, then the Commanders, then the Vikings, and the Colts, and the Eagles. So if we can win so two like of a them...
0: So l- lost-win, lost-win.
1: <laughs> yeah, if we can win yeah. two of them games... I think we can play the commanders close I think we can play the Vikings close and the colts um we'll see i mean does ten wins get in the playoffs probably probably in the n f c probably in the n f c at
0: the moment yeah ten wins gets you in um it's it's tough in your division, i suppose that's what makes it
1: the toughest um but yeah, yeah. so I think it, i don't know i i, I Ultimately, I'm not that fussed because I think next year when we've got money to spend, we've actually got some receivers. It'll be it'll be probably a different game, and we can yeah, turn it should these be. these ten wins into maybe, or we could maybe be make maybe be a ten win team moving forward. Mm. You know, instead of having losing season after losing season.
0: A couple of bright spots from the game. They're just watching it. You know, when I saw it coming on the red zone, it felt like pressure. Thibodeau, Ojulari, Lawrence, Williams just felt like that's a that's a hell of a defensive line that could continue to be one for some years. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, Lawrence had a sack, Thibodeau had a sack, uh, Jihad Ward had a sack, mm. Ojulari had a strip sack and he mm. recovered the ball. So yeah, there was uh, to get four sacks is pretty good, I suppose, isn't it? Is that four? Yeah, sacks? Yeah, and
0: it, it? I think it was more about the pressure in this face as well. Five like sacks. looked like he was constantly under duress, and that is the best best way to play a
1: any quarterback really is get him get him moving, get him. Yeah, and and, and that's the hope I suppose that we've got against the Eagles that if we can generate some pressure, it doesn't give him long to throw the ball and. Mm. And hopefully as a young quarterback we can we can mix up some of the coverages that he's probably not seen before and that might cause him issues, but yeah, we'll see.
0: Indeed. And then the final game of the week was my boys, the Seattle Seahawks, in a divisional game against the Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl champions, albeit it wasn't a Super Bowl champion team this week. They didn't have Stafford, they didn't have Donald, they didn't have Cup, and that is Partly, what makes them a Super Bowl team. Nevertheless, they're a well-coached team, and they've got other good pieces on their on their team. And we managed to get a win, twenty-seven to twenty-three. Um, I was happy with this one. I think you saw me, Dave, I was fist pumping at the end because I, I yeah, just really yeah. just really wanted the win. I don't know why I felt so uh, so passionate about beating the Rams, but the divisional games are always ones that you want to win. They're always, you know, things that that annoy you the most if you lose and um, I'm I'm really happy with Gino man like really happy at the minute because he, he threw th- 367 yards three touchdowns he did throw uh, a pick in this game which is unusual for him but you know he's doing really well he's doing all you all you really need a quarterback to do our running game was non-existent in this one The the Rams did a really good really good uh played a really good game of, of nullifying the run Kenneth Walker hurt his ankle early on as well. He only had three carries, but he only had three carries of those three carries. He averaged 12 yards a carry. Um, So there's a little bit of something bright, but DJ Dallas came in and did not a lot. And we've got another guy called Tony Jones Jr. who needs to leave the squad pretty quickly because he looked dog shit. Um, But when, when you're talking about the Seahawks, you've got to, you've got to talk about DK and Tyler Lockett and Metcalf, 127 yards, 128 yards each, uh, on nine and eight receptions. Both had a touchdown. They, they, they're game changers for us. They're they're so hard to cover. You got if you cover one, the other one's open. You cover the, you know, it's kind of like pick your poison. And um, Noah Fant had a pretty good game as well. Had a touchdown in this one. So our offense was was kind of ticking. Would like to see the run game going a bit more. Uh, And our defense did well, did okay. In fact, it didn't do well. It it did okay. Um, Bobby Wagner had a game on on, on his return to to play Seattle. Never, never in doubt. The man had two sacks, seven tackles, 13 total. He could have almost got a sign this week if I wasn't begrudging him. Um, Not that I hate him and he was cut by the Seahawks, but I'm I'm not going to, not going to go there. Um, And Tariq Wallen had another pick, you know, superstar rookie. So I'm, pretty
1: happy with how we got on this week. Yeah, a win's a win, isn't it? And especially Mm. a a divisional game against the reigning reigning champs. I mean, they're clearly not retaining that crowd. They've got Mm. basically zero chance of making the playoffs now. But your team can put points up. Mm. There's no doubt about it. I think if you had a bit more of a stout defence... I mean, t- teams have got to be worried about the fact that you can't, you can't just cut. You can't double team DK because if you do, then lock it up on his shirt. Mm. He loves his tight ends. Our Gino Domino, <laughs> um, and like you say, if if Big Kenny Walker can get back in for the playoffs, at the minute the Seahawks are in the playoffs, in yeah. a playoff position. Yeah, um, overtook the Wind Socks, so and potentially the Giants if we don't. We don't get a win this week, but we shall see. Indeed. So
0: that's that. Games are recapped. And now we're going to bring it back. Bring it back to a couple of weeks ago where we did old goats versus young guns. You fielded a team of young offensive players, and I fielded a team of old goats. On defense, and why I think that we we were unanimous in saying that those old goats would have been torn up by the young offense. Um, but this week we're going the opposite. I'm going young. I have to field a defense under 24 years old, and you have to field an offense over 24. Are you ready to go into young guns versus old goats, Dave?
1: I am, and I'm very happy with my team. Okay, <laughs> um, cool.
0: I want to. I want to know what I'm up against. So I want yeah. to hear you first. Yeah, I want. To, I want to know what these young guys have got to deal with.
1: Okay, so we've got a quarterback, a running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, and um, two offensive linemen. I've gone for a tackle and a guard. Okay. At quarterback, I have gone. This was this was difficult because. There's only two real options. And Roger went, and Brady. Yeah, and I went yeah. for the one that I think ultimately is the better player. Right. Historically. And It's not the guy who's got seven Super Bowls. Right, okay. I think Aaron Rodgers is a more talented quarterback. I think he's way more selfish. Yeah. I think ultimately he can do more, not only with his legs, but he can make all the throws in the book. Hmm. Um. So, I've gone for Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Okay. For running back, I went, so running back and um, returner, I've gone for Cordero Patterson. Oh, okay. Running back is actually quite hard. There aren't that yeah. many good 30-plus running backs. I think he's no. 30. Right. Wide receivers, D-Hop. Andre Hopkins, yeah. And Tyler Lockett. Oh, my boy. He Showing him some love. Correct <laughs> crept in. Nice. Um, I mean, there was quite a few wide receivers to choose from. I could have gone for Julio, but he's been absolutely bobo. Yeah. Um, he's too far gone now. Julio. Tight end. Travis Kelsey.
0: Oh, dirty.
1: And then my tackle... It's Trent Williams. My left tackle is Trent Williams. (laughs) Yeah. And then my guard is Zach Martin. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: What a defense. Uh, What an offense, sorry. That's... um, Yeah, that'd be difficult to beat, that would. That would be very difficult to beat. And surprising, considering they are all 30-plus. Some on the cusp, but uh, yeah, that's good. Okay. They would be going against this young group of stallions so i'm going at dt i've gone two dt's jordan davis from the eagles and quinn and williams from the jets jordan davis is 22 quinn and williams is 24 edge rushers would be aiden hutchinson at 22 years old and rashawn gary at 24 years old that's quite difficult those positions because the the real good ones, like Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett, they're like 25, so they just missed the cut. So Hutchinson and Gary. But never fear, because you've still got some pass rush and some coverage and a tackle machine in Mika Parsons, or Micah Parsons, uh, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, edge rusher. You've also got another linebacker, Nick Bolton. Mark, Mika, Micah Parsons is 22, Nick Bolton's 23. Then our DBs try and pass on these boys. Patrick Sertan, age 23, from the Broncos. Sauce Gardner, age 22, from the Jets. And then at safety, Javon Holland, who's only 22, which is Bentle, at the Miami Dolphins. And uh,
1: now I'm saying it. I feel like the offense would pump these guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make a prediction. However, listeners, this will be an Instagram post. Yes, feel free to leave your comments. We might even do a poll. Let's do a poll. Let's
0: do a poll. Who and would win? We'll see
1: who who would pump who.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll post everything. We'll post last, not last week's, the week before's teams, and then we'll post these teams in a. Head to head and we want to know who wins in these. Um I think this team, this team on paper, my defense, if you give it another two years, will be savage. Um, but right now there's some there's some real young guns in there. Source Gardner, Jordan Davis, Aiden Hutchinson, they've not had a chance to come to come to life yet. And no, some of your no, players I mean, are right. about to well, about if you give my give my uh, team losing two him. years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> my team another two years, some of them are gonna be in homes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think so. So yeah, we'll 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 put that post out for the world to comment on and give their uh, their opinions, but I like that. That's a nice uh, your team was was pretty savage, was was quite surprised with what you could make with 30 plus year olds on offense, but it's um it's a pretty good one and and I think that draws us to the end of the episode. So lovely to have you back Dave. Thanks for gracing us with your presence again. Don't run away anytime soon and um yeah you're back in the swing
1: yeah no it felt good to be honest for the first not saying that i don't always look forward to doing these podcasts (laughs) but i felt i felt an urge this week to um it felt good knowing today that i was doing it like i felt refreshed good to go nice
0: and um oh as i just moved away from the page that I was I was looking at my, my list of players. I missed one off. I only picked one safety. My other safety is Talano Hufanga Just to add that in there because he'll be on the post as well. And that's the safety from San Francisco, who's been amazing this year. He's only 23. But I'm adding him to the mix as well, listeners. So don't yeah, think that late. don't don't think that I've cheated and only fielded half a team. Um but thanks for listening everyone. Great to have Dave back on the podcast. As always, share our podcast with those you know. Share it with people who love football. Pass it on to your friends, family, anybody who's interested in the NFL or is interested in getting into the NFL. Get on our page, follow at in the end zone UK on Instagram or on LinkedIn, Facebook, you name it. And this has been Quarterback Quandry Week 12 recap. Sayonara.
1: Speak to you next week. Hasta la vista. (laughs) Baby.